This ESPN Chicago podcast is brought to you by Cover 5, the free-to-play sports game. This week, Cover 5 is giving you a shot at $50,000. How? Download the Cover 5 app or go to Cover5.com. Pick five games against the spread. And in week five, if you make the perfect five picks, you win $50,000. Cover5.com. Well, it's been a while, but it's time to welcome in our next guest back to the golf club. Maybe the best in the business at what he does. The great Dan Hicks from NBC. Dan, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well. And, uh, Dan, there's so many ways I could start this because you've had a busy summer slash fall. And I don't know which one, which event you enjoyed the most because you had the U.S. Open, right? You Matthew Fitzpatrick wins that. Then you have the Open Championship with Cam Smith. Rory comes back and wins the FedEx Championship. And then people probably thought the President's Cup was not going to be much drama, but there was drama. Of those four, which one did you enjoy the most or did you just love all four of them? Well, I, I did love all four of them. They were great in their own ways. And, you know, you really, really look back just hearing you tick off those events shows you what, what another great year in golf it was, um, despite all of the outside noise that everybody had to kind of listen to that was kind of, um, you know, tacking along with all the great golf. But, uh, you know, I'd probably have to say it was my first time to St. Andrews. And I, I tell that to a lot of people that are like, you got to be kidding me. I can't believe you haven't been to the old course yet. But it was my first time there. And to have what happened happen, just incredible golf, great theater, uh, the whole thing. I, I literally walked 150 yards from my hotel room of the Rusex, which is right off to the right of the 18th uh, fairway there, 150 yards to the tower and then back, and then ate dinner there every night and just looked outside the window and watched the final groups finish up at about 10 o'clock at night. So it was everything and beyond that I could have hoped for as far as the old course and the whole town of St. Andrews. And then... What happened on the golf course was just incredible. Um, obviously, everybody knew, everybody was pulling for Rory McIlroy. He got unbelievable reception in every hole that he, that he, that he went to, but he unfortunately two-putted every single green on Sunday, and that's when Cam Smith went crazy and shot 30 on the back nine to, to seal it up coming home. You had Cam Young you know, making an eagle on the last hole. Great young player. So I would probably have to say, all in all, that was the best that was my best broadcast experience uh, of the year, no doubt. You know, um, Dan, I had people for the FedEx Championship reach out to me and say, uh, Rory's 8-1 to one or 9-1, to one, whatever it might be. And I said, no, <laughs> there's, there's no way. Scotty, Scotty Scheffler is a rock. I mean, like, if you had to tell me right now one person who wouldn't blow a five-stroke lead on the final day, I would say it'd be Scotty Scheffler. And then by, like, the fifth hole, it was tied already. Uh, were, were you guys surprised how quickly that evaporated? Yeah, we were because of the, just the year that Scheffler had. And, and every every time he did back off a little bit, he seemed to be able to get it back together and come up with the big shots. Um, so, yeah, obviously surprised. Uh, you know, historic year that he had. Um, but McElroy is just, is just so darn good. He's just so fun to watch play golf. And when he gets in the flow – He's like uh, a little avalanche, and this thing was just not going anywhere but uh, to the winner's circle. So um, to see a guy like McElroy um, win it again was crazy, and I just think that, uh, you know, he's of all the people that play golf, now the Tiger's kind of out of the, out of the focus for the most part of all the guys that play golf. Rory has proven time and time again that in this day and age, when he's got it going, he is the most exciting player to watch, and he proved it again in that one. Dan, you, could you argue that even though Rory did not win a major this year, 
Uh, he maybe had one of the best years of his career. No doubt about it. He putted the best that he's ever putted, the most consistent year that he's ever had. And obviously, people, when you go back to 2014 and the two majors that he had, you know, again, that's the last major that he won. Obviously, it's it's not a year that he would probably put in the memory banks as to what when he looks back at his career. But as far as the statistics go, it was the best sustained golf of just brilliant golf that Rory put together. He was just a little unfortunate to to not to not make it happen on Sunday at the old course like we talked about. And it's such a funny game. You need a few breaks to go your way, but he was pretty much there every single tournament that he played in down the stretch. And when you're watching him play, you just can't take your eyes off him. He's he's that good. And I just think that uh, I think all in all it was the most consistent year he's ever had, no doubt. And can you also say, Dan, with everything that he did off the course, the way he kind of like put a, you know, uh, defended the PGA Tour. Absolutely. uh, And the way he kind of came out right away and said, this isn't happening on my watch, basically, you know, the P and I I think that like maybe made him more vocal and, and gave him a personality that a lot of golf fans had never seen before. Yeah, I think that's, you hit it on the head there. I think with everything that, that Rory stood for and talked about, because every tournament he was going to, he was getting asked about it. And he basically put the PGA Tour on his shoulders and just proved to everybody, backed it up, you know, talked about how the best players in the world are still playing on the PGA Tour, even though Liv uh, stole some good players away. You know, Rory was the was the, uh, was the was the mouthpiece for the entire tour. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure when he goes to any golf tournament because he's the focal point. He's the guy that's supposed to win. But add to the fact that that he was as vocal as he was. And let's face it, if Rory hadn't hadn't played well, hadn't backed up his his words with some good play himself, even though he didn't necessarily have to do that to prove that he thought he was right in what he was saying. But the fact that he put that all together. And in a time of unbelievable turmoil in golf, and it's it's sad that 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 we we are saying that in this day and age with all the great things that happened in golf this year, but with the turmoil the turmoil that surrounded the tour, he I don't want to say he saved the PGA Tour, but but Roy McIlroy is as important to his sport in 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 the age that we're at right now in sports than any other player in his respective sport. And I'll, I'll, I'll take that against anybody, LeBron James, um, and down the list, he's that important to golf. And the fact that he stood up and talked about what he, what he believed in, uh, it's not easy. And, and not everybody's going to do that, but Rory found his voice even more this year. And I thought that was incredible. Uh, th- that's a very strong statement that you make there because you're right. I mean, he is so important to the PGA tour. And I, I just think like it almost comforted PGA Tour fans when they heard Rory coming out so strong and defending it each week. As you're right, he was always the guy that people went to to ask about it. And I, I thought it was kind of cool, Dan, like how I knew they were always kind of good friends, but I felt like Tiger and, and Rory became like this dynamic duo um, to kind of defend the PGA Tour. And now they have the new thing coming up next year. I think it's starting next year with all the different events, you know, I mean, let, let's be honest though. If, if it wasn't for live, who knows if any of this stuff, this stuff probably is not happening. Right. Yeah. I think that you have to be, you have to be honest. Everybody's got to be honest with what, what's happened on the PGA tour. It doesn't, it, 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 it wouldn't have been accelerated like it was this year. 
if they didn't feel like they were being backed into a corner. I'm not saying that some of these things wouldn't have been and weren't in the works, but the fact that Liv came around accelerated it, no doubt about it. Um, I, it needed to happen. I think the players that stayed with the PGA Tour are feeling better and better about their tour. Um, so I, I think it, it it's unfortunate that the that the Saudi back Liv series um, came on board and fractured the best players in the game and took them over to to their tour. But at the same time, uh, it some things needed to happen on the PGA Tour, and that's the message that we got in talking to a lot of the players. Ha- they were happy, but they knew and felt there could have been something more done for especially the top players. And if you look at what Jay Monahan put together, I think it's pretty incredible that it came, it came around in this short, this short a period of time. But as you said, I don't think that happens without the influence which is happening from, uh, from the other league. So you mentioned there's a lot of big names that left the PJ Tour and are on the Live Tour. Um, but there's one who, you know, he wasn't dominant. He won the PGA Championship last year. But other than that, he really hadn't been playing well on the PGA Tour. But, Dan, what's Phil Mickelson's legacy now? Because, um, you know, I just feel like there's so much stuff out there about Phil. And, I, you know, I, this wasn't a good transition for him from the PGA to the Live Tour. No, it was not. And it's sad. That's all I can say. Because Phil is such an dynamic player we're talking about Roy McIlroy how how fun it is to watch him play golf Phil Mickelson was as entertaining as any golfer um, outside of Tiger Woods in in our lifetimes to watch play golf and what's sad about it is the fact that he won that PGA championship he was on top of the whole golf world I mean that's an amazing feat oldest player in history to win a major and I think Phil I think Phil's an incredibly intelligent, smart guy, but I think sometimes he gets in his own way. And the way this was handled with him and the writer, Alan Shipnick, that was unfortunate that that came out. But I I, I think that's just a lot of Phil's ego getting in the way of the way that he should have handled it. You know, he could have been a much better statesman for what is happening on the PGA Tour. And you have to go to Phil to, to say, you know, to yourself, you know, that it's largely because of what he did to push it along, that it got to that, that place in a lot quicker way, and they're still working on it. But I, I just think, in a word, it's sad. It's, it's, the, the live tour is sad, what it's done to the game of golf, I think. And you can, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll take on anybody that wants to argue that. I think it's sad what's happened to the game of golf, that they're buying players and they're buying a tour, and that Phil is a part of it is sad. But I do think that the way Phil handled it is, is just a sad ending to his career. I, I, I don't see where he goes from here, uh, even if he wins on the, on the Live Tour. What does that really mean? You know, and, and I get asked about the Live Tour all the time. And in a nutshell, is do you feel compelled to watch it? Because do you feel that these guys, what are these guys playing for? You know, what are they playing for? They're, they've already got their pockets lined. They've already got all the money. Are they playing for this team camaraderie? And, and I, I just have a hard time buying that side of the argument that they're, they're playing for anything other than money. And you know what? I get it. Some of the guys went for the big money, depending on the position you were in. But it was just sad to see a player of a Cam Smith caliber, Dustin Johnson's caliber, that, you know, are we going to be able to see these guys against the best in the world week to week, major to major? That's really, really in doubt now. Uh, do you? Uh, your broadcast is great. You know, there's so many. Roger Malpe, I mean, has been with you guys forever, and now Paul has 
Paul Oisinger has made such a, trans, a great transition from Johnny Miller uh, as the lead analyst. Um, Gary Gary's great as well. Do you guys miss David Faraday? Sure, I miss David. We all do. We, um, you know, it was that it was sad to see him go. Um, I'm not faulting him for leaving. Uh, he he's a David is a is a really good friend. There's no one that I know um, that that doesn't like David Faraday. He's a good-hearted guy with a great soul well, and has and time, really for, has time for everyone right yeah he does yeah. he's just a good guy and i i think uh yeah we miss him um you know uh, are we able to go on and broadcast a high caliber event without him absolutely because there's a lot of people that uh are capable but there is only one david Faraday, and and, and we miss that side of him he he offered our broadcast a really nice levity at times but um you know he chose to to do what he did and, uh, you know, he sent us a text. He watched the FedEx Cup playoffs, and he sent us a group text and said, you know, the only thing better, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, the only, the only way it could have been better is because I miss you guys. The only way it could have been better if I was with you doing it. But So he, miss, he misses us. I think he misses – I think he missed the FedEx Cup playoffs, which were sensational, and all the, and all the broadcasts that he's now not able to be a part of, the majors, and, and, and on and on and on. So, but he made a choice, and um, we miss him. But uh, I'm not going to fault him for for, for choosing uh, what he did to do. I have a couple more uh, about the live thing, but I want to say the FedEx. What I love that you guys do is, you know, you break it down. That especially when it comes down to going to Atlanta, and I remember a couple years ago, you guys did such a great job with Mackenzie Hughes, who's on 18. He just needs right. a car, and he puts the second shot in the bunker and has to get up and down, and he has like a six foot screaming downhill putt left to right and he hits it center center cut and you're and you guys just talk about i think paul does a great job of how it, that one putt is a life-changing yeah. putt for guys and mackenzie Hughes just won last week so it's yep. like it's it, i mean it's amazing you know people are saying oh all the money that live has but that to get to the fedex cup to make the be the final 30 is just so huge there have been so many guys that have that have had their own version of Mackenzie Hughes. That's a great story, and it's a great example. The guy wins. I think, I think Mackenzie Hughes, and I think he said so after he won uh, the last time. He said, uh, you know, I, I think it stung that he wasn't picked for the President's Cup because he saw that competition, which I think turned out to be a lot better than a lot of people thought it would. It was even though it was handily won by the Americans. There was a time on Sunday when it could have gone either way, and there was about. 20 minutes to a half hour of drama where you really didn't know where it was going to go until the Americans just had too much firepower down the end. But there's so many examples of, of guys like for instance, Tom Kim. I mean, how, how yeah. great is the story, yeah. you know, is the story of this guy. Uh, he didn't even know how much he won at Greensboro. He said, I've been dreaming about just getting on the PGA tour my entire life. He gets on tour, accepts the membership wins. And they asked him, he didn't even know how much money he won. That's what sports is all about. That's why we tune in to watch sports. And I'm not saying that guys aren't thinking about money at times when they're out there playing because you know, there's a lot of money out there. Right. And, we were, and we were talking about all the money that was on the line um, at, the, at the latest uh, tour championship. But when it comes down to it, you watch sports because it means so much for these guys to win. And to see Tom Kim go crazy at the President's Cup, that had nothing to do with money. And Max Homa said it too. He said the feeling that he had when he had those late matches on, I believe it was Friday night or Saturday. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. He, he made a birdie at 17 and he made another putt at 18. He said that was that, that was on Friday. Did, you know what? Yeah. 
that money can't buy that. So, yeah. you know, that's what it's all about. That's why we watch sports. And, you know, the, I, I think that uh, that'll never be lost on people and fans that watch at home. And I think that uh, that's a big reason why the interest in live from a spectator and fan standpoint is just not near what it is for the PGA Tour because they're playing for things that matter. You know, b- big picture, Dan, um, right now, if you want to consume live, it's basically you have to go on uh, their website to watch it. Um, right. Is sustainability, I mean, I know they've got more money than, you know, money's not an ob- an issue, but sustainability, if they don't have a TV deal after next year, can that can a tour survive like that? I think, yeah, I think the two biggest components of that tour um, surviving longer than it has, and it's only its first year, they've got 14 events on the schedule next year, they've got to get a television contract. They've got to make it easier for people to watch them, and a network um, contract is something that I think any – any sport needs to have to survive. I really do. I just don't, you know, who, who, who wants to even pay, even if you've got the deepest pockets in the world, like they do, why would you want to fund something that no one's watching? I mean, in the end, no one's watching it. Why would you even want to bother with it? And secondly, it's the, it's the world golf rankings, the official world golf ranking points, which are a huge thing. And that's going to, and that's going to enable these guys slowly, but surely to, you know, die on the vine if they don't get world rankings points. And the 54-hole tournament right now, shotgun tournament, is not going to cut it. And I, I think that's going to become more and more prominent of a missing piece that the Live Tour has not been able to fill as time goes on. And time will tell. They're going to keep dangling money in front of these guys. They're going to keep sweetening the pots and the deals of offers that they've already made. But I think that... Um, the longer that they go without those two elements uh, is the big key to their, their whole success or not. I think I know the answer to this question, but if, if they do get a TV deal, say a legit one, not just supposedly they're buying time on FS1, but like a right. legit TV deal and they reached out to you, would you even listen or no? You know, it's funny. I've been asked that a lot, including from my wife. And I said, you know what? I, I would like to thank there's no way I would listen mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say that I would. And right. so as I, as I, as I talk to you right now, the answer is no, I, I just, I just, I just can't see, I can't see entertaining any of that. And I know there's people probably listening out there. Whoa. Well, if they gave you this huge chunk of cash, would you, would you reconsider that eh, everything I stand for? Uh, the answer would be no. Uh, going forward, Dan, uh, I think you are a part of, and I know NBC does it. I think you're on the call for the PNC uh, coming up yeah. in December, and now Jordan Spieth and his dad are playing, and I guess it's, I think that's before Tigers tournament. I don't know if Tigers playing in his own tournament. It's right after Tigers, yeah. Okay. Tigers tournament in the Bahamas is the first week of December, and then two weeks later is the PNC Championship. So is he is, is he going to play in his own tournament this year, or is he? So yeah, so he, you know, his field was uh, he announced his field earlier this week, and his name was not on there, but he has some exemptions that he can give out. I think he's got three or four exemptions that he can. Uh, that he can add to the tournament field. And, of course, he can put himself in there. So I, I really believe that Tiger's going to play in that. Um, I, think that. I think that he wants to play. That's a perfect kind of field for him to play in. It's a perfect kind of field for him to kind of see where his game's at. He's had a lot of time. Unless there's some sort of physical element in addition to what we were seeing, and it's been tough. It's been a tough haul for Tiger, and I know that. And he doesn't like to even put the game out there unless he's – physically capable of showing what he can do. He can still hit shots. He can get over a shot and hit it. It's just become such an arduous task 
of the leg and and the and what it takes for him to get around. Sitting here right now, I think he's going to play in that because I think he wants to play in that just a couple of weeks before the big tournament, right. and that's the PSC championship right. with his son Charlie, who shot a 68 recently, Ridiculous. career round for him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think uh, I think if I was guessing, I think Tiger would be in that field unless something uh, something crazy happens. So uh, I, I was going to ask you about the PNC as well because, uh, first of all, how how much do you enjoy doing that? It's just such a different event. And then the second part is with Charlie Woods, like it's almost like it brings a different dimension to it, right? Like I I couldn't take my, I I was watching just every shot. I mean, the kid was unbelievable. And each year he's going to get bigger and better. Um, I mean, that's just got to be such a fun event. I can't tell you how how much response I get from people. You know, I get a lot of, we get a lot of feedback from, from all the, especially obviously the big tournaments they that we do and the more dramatic they are, we get even more feedback, but the feedback and the response that I've gotten in a couple of years that Charlie Woods has played, obviously Tiger's a big deal too. I mean, he's the, he's the guy that moves the needle, but the response that I get from people that normally don't watch golf, that just happen to be tuning in and seeing the interaction, the dynamic between Charlie and his dad, they cannot get enough of it. They cannot take their eyes off of it. He's uh you know, and, and, and all and all the women that I that I uh, that that give me feedback say he's just the cutest little kid they've ever seen in their lives, and they can't wait to see him grow up and see if he can. Obviously, it's all about well, you know, can he be as good as Tiger? Can he can he even approach that kind of thing? But he's got this magic about him, and he's only 12 years old, um, or maybe he's turning 13 soon. He's like 10 or 11 when he first competed in this thing, and he's got this kind of it factor. Then you get that you can see it, and that's the beauty of that event. Whether it's Justin Thomas and his dad, Jordan Speed playing for the first time with his dad, um, you know, I know that Rory McIlroy has wanted to compete in it with his dad, Jerry, who's a golf fanatic. Yep, it's got it's got all of that going on. It's a different kind of golf tournament. It's right around the holidays. It's warm and fuzzy feelings, and it's fathers and sons. It's daughters and fathers. Nellie Corda played with her dad, Peter, last year. She had an unbelievable time. Um, so. It's 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 a definitely a special tournament. We I, I jokingly refer to it with my colleagues as the Charlie Woods Invitational yeah. because he's the he's the guy that is driving it now. Of course, with his dad uh, Tiger and, and those guys really made a lot of other pros and their uh, fathers and and what and, and, and uh, relatives want to play on it because of what those guys have meant to it. You know what I and we forget just how big he is, Tiger Woods. But um, I was watching a video after the first round last year, the PNC, and Nellie Corda and her dad, and her brother is on. Her brother is on the ATP tour, right? He's a he's a yeah, really Sebastian Corda, right? yeah. And they're but the, she's waiting for Tiger, and she just interrupts him and says, "Do you mind if I get a quick picture with you?" Like, and she's so <laughs> nervous. And Tiger, yeah. Tiger's like, couldn't have been nicer. He's like, Nellie, you know, and then he takes a picture and. You just forget like how big a star he's, right. he's the Beatles. I mean, he's the Beatles, right? He's, yeah, I, I mean, I grew up, number one, yeah. I grew up with the <laughs> yeah. Bulls, Dan, and they were the Beatles, right? The Michael Jordan Bulls were the Beatles. And I feel like yep. Tiger is the same exact way. The impact he's had on the game just is, is you can't even describe it. And to see Nellie Corda, who would become the number one player in the world. She's not number one right now. Cause she's had some health problems, but um, to see the number one women's player in the world react like that, she had never met him. And it's a perfect example of what you're talking about. The, the drawing power of that guy, you know, what he's done for the sport. And, and I'll go back to what I, what I said about Rory in the present day, meaning more 
meaning as much to his sport as anybody else to their sport. Tiger, I will challenge anybody. And again, I know that I know this might sound like a statement, but I don't believe there's anybody that has meant more to their sport in the history of sports than Tiger Woods has to golf. I mean, that's 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 how big he's been. Well, he's ch- he's changed everything. Money-wise, right? Purses are yep. gigantic because of him. TV deals are gigantic because of him. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. That he's if he's not one, he's one A, right? I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, he's he's up there. Give me somebody else that's meant more. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan to the NBA has been huge, um, you know, but I don't think any more so than Tiger. You know, Wayne Gretzky, and yeah. you know, hockey. Um, right. You can go down the list. Uh, it's 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 amazing, and uh, you know what? We've we've had an unbelievable seat and the opportunity, the privilege to cover him from his, his amateur days. First met Tiger when he was 18 years old, and we did two of his three amateurs, and to take him full circle, full arc with his his life. And I've said this many times before. You could write a story about Tiger Woods' life, true facts, using everything that's happened to him. And if, if you went into a Hollywood producer's office and you gave him the script and, you, and, he, and he read it and he says, wow, this is great, uh, you know, this is a great piece of fiction, Right, And you said, no, right. everything in there is true that happened to this guy's life. And I'm not just talking about on the course, but off the course and everything that, that he's been through and has and then many, many times caused himself to go through. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe it. Yep. But that's, that's what we got here. And we thought we might have the last chapter with that Masters title of 2019. Is there one more, one more chapter from Tiger Woods? I'm, I'm not going anywhere because until he puts the clubs up, anything can happen. Do you, one more for you, Dan. Do you think he'll play like he's, what, 46 now, I think? Do you think he'll play the champ- yeah. Champions Tour or maybe one or two events a year or just be done and just hang around for the majors and just be done? Yeah, you know, there was a time when you said to yourself, no way would t- you, could you ever imagine Tiger playing the PGA Tour Champions. I still feel that's doubtful, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, if if, if Tiger gets to a point in his life where he can play – and he and he and the guy thrives on competition. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a few. I don't know if he's going to get out there like a Bernhard Lang or a right. Hill Irwin did, and right? It, because that's not going to happen. Right. Those days are gone. Yeah, those, those days are gone yeah. on the PGA Tour, and that's never going to happen on the PGA Tour Champions. Going in there and picking off a couple, if he feels like it, and he's in his fifties, <laughs> he might. And uh, how great would that be? Oh, be fantastic, Dan. This has been fantastic as well. I appreciate you always. Picking up the phone for me. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Golf Club. My pleasure. Always, always a pleasure to uh, chat with you.